Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about some tips for you, finishing up with our mindfulness little series here, tips to work with mindfulness challenges, because I know we've been talking about mindfulness and how good it is for you and some simple ways that you can do it. And I know that you are still probably coming up with some challenges. It's to be expected. So don't be hard on yourself. So it's not that we don't want to be mindful. It's often that we simply forget, or we could have an unconscious resistance. It doesn't matter. There's things that are happening. Either we forget, we have some internal unconscious resistance, but we can get around some of these challenges. We can make it so that this is easier for us to do. And so that's what I want to talk about today, getting past these mindfulness challenges, because I know that you understand how important this is for you and how simple it is, but simple does not mean that it's easy. So I have some ideas here for you to get past the challenges So the first one is I want you to be practicing in your daily meditation be doing mindfulness in your meditation, counting your breath. You can count the breath. If you don't like paying attention to the breath going in and the breath going out, I know many people are very uncomfortable when they place focus on their breath. So what you can do instead is to simply count, count your breath. Another way that you can practice in your daily meditation is by using a mantra, right? We've talked many times about the mantra. So you can find your simple word or your short prayer and say it over and over again. Let that go in the rhythm with your breathing. Use your mantra. Or you could use the feeling of the breath again at your nose or at the belly. And finally, focusing your attention by being mindful helps to calm the mind. So focus, focus your attention somewhere. If it is, maybe you are are holding prayer beads is a place where often people put a focus of their attention. But that is one way that you can incorporate it into your daily meditation. The next idea I have for you is to be aware of thoughts and feelings that come up without judgment. We're so hard on ourselves. So I want you to remember that thoughts come and they go, and they're not always relevant. They're not helpful. They're not even true, but we pay so much attention to them. So just let them come and go. The practice is just letting them do what they do. They come and they go. Don't engage with them. You don't have to invite them in for a cup of tea. So those are some ideas how you can add it in into your practice, because it's important that you have a place that you are doing this on purpose, right? But you can, of course, do it out in your whole daily life. But some of the challenges that come up around this is, first off, our desire. The first one is desire. We we have a wish for things to be different, and we want them to be different right now. We want to feel better. We want to feel more peaceful. We want to feel happier. We want to get something taken care of or corrected or fixed 
And we want to do that right now. This is desire pulling on us. It's something to be aware of. When you are aware of desire, and that will come about with your mindfulness because you're mindful of what's happening in you. So this is desire. This is a challenge. This is something that we have to get beyond this desire. So how do we work with desire? The You know, we would call that a challenge or a hindrance would be a word that would be used in Buddhist terms. And so we'll talk about how to get beyond them after I've discussed all five of them here with you. The second one is aversion. So we can have desire for something to be different, or we could have aversion. And this is where we have ill will, or we have anger for what is, like what's happening in the present moment, what's right in front of us, where aversion is resistance, resistance to what is. It's resistance to the present moment experience. And resistance can also, I mean, it can take on that angry kind of look, but it can also look like boredom or fear or frozenness. That can be aversion. More often than not, aversion is present when we are being judgmental and being judgmental of ourselves, of others, or of situations that we are being in. When we do not like it and we are down on it, judgmental, that's aversion. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Another thing that comes up often is what we call sleepiness. (laughs) Some of us know this better than others. And this is that heavy feeling when you're sitting down to meditate or do something in your life that requires your concentration, that dull feeling This is not the physical tired at the end of the day, but it's more of a resistance to something that is happening. It's like a diversion from, it could be diversion from something painful or frightening, frightening thoughts or sensations. You could get that sleepiness. 
And I used to see a lot of this when I worked in eating disorders, often in groups, in group sessions. (laughs) And it wasn't that I was boring. It was that there would be people who were struggling that would, their way of checking out would just be to fall asleep. They wouldn't even just have some sleepiness. They would downright fall asleep. And of course, this is all noted in our notes and discussed with the other therapists and the like, because it would end up being a thread that happened with this person. So this is their way of not dealing. This is their resistance to something that is happening to them. It was a diversion from painful or frightening thoughts or sensations. So you may see this in your own life, or you may see it with others in your life. The fourth one is restlessness. And now this is the flip side of sleepiness. You may know people like this too, or this may be you. It's often very familiar with people that uh, can feel like a flurry of thoughts and feelings and sensations. Everything's happening all at once. And these thoughts and sensations are driving you to want more uh, around this. And this is, you want more, you want more of it. You're never enough, like, you know, never enough motion, never enough, things aren't happening fast enough. You need more, more, more. And this is extremely distracting. So this distracts us from our life, this restlessness, this challenge of restlessness. And the fifth one is the challenge of doubt. This is another one that may be quite familiar. This is that inner voice that says, what am I doing this for? Is this meditation, this mindfulness, this practice of whatever it is? It's just not for me, right? There's doubt. What what good is it for me to continue trying? This doesn't work. Doubt. Doubt brings up thoughts and feelings of fear and deep resistance to what is happening. So if you were participating in mindfulness or in in a meditation and you're having those, you're resisting the meditation, you're resisting being mindful. And that is a challenge or also known as a hindrance. So I'm asking you all to be with this. We be with these challenges. This is your way to get beyond them. You have to acknowledge them because without acknowledging them, they continue and they cause you suffering. Acknowledge the blocks or the hindrances or the challenges without fighting them. We don't need to take a fighting stance. That doesn't help us. Put your attention on them and allow them to be there, letting them reveal the fullness of their energy Curiosity will allow you to name the challenge and learn what it has to teach you. Lessons or insights may come as thoughts, feelings, memories, or as body sensations. Now let's finish up with our hindrances, our mindfulness challenges. And now what we can do, now that we know what those challenges are, right? We have desire, aversion, sleepiness, restlessness, and doubt. And so now we want to know what we can do to work with these things. Let's start out with desire. (laughs) Desire. A good thing to remember with desire is no matter how often you get the object of your desire, you will want more. That's simply the nature of desire. That's why it's a hindrance. That's why it's a challenge. It never ends. 
So keep noticing desire. Name it. Let it be there without your acting on it. You can feel it. You can be with it without taking action on it. And now the second one, aversion. Anger and ill will can be some of your best teachers. And we all know this. We have all had those feelings. Be with the aversion and resolve to learn from it. Cultivating compassion, kindness, and forgiveness can help you transform aversion when it arises. So it's going to come up. Anger comes up. Ill will comes up. We are not perfect. But these can be our teachers. We can work with them, but we can't work with them if we don't acknowledge them. If we just shut down or we sweep it under the carpet, we will never move beyond it. It will keep arising in our lives. So cultivate compassion when you notice aversion in your life. Kindness and forgiveness will also help you to transform the aversion into a better way of life and being able to move forward with your mindfulness. You will be able to dive deeper into it because you're not trying to run away from the feelings that come up. Sleepiness. Oh, this is a powerful one and it demands your attention, complete attention. Again, if this is not due to physical exhaustion, uh, you can do things to really work on it physically. Now, physical exhaustion, this is why it's not recommended to meditate at the very end of your day. If the only time, though, that you can do your mindfulness practice is laying in your bed before you fall asleep, then do that. But I'm hoping over time you can carve out some time for yourself. And this is when sleepiness may come up. Like if you're meditating toward the end of the day, you may have physical sleepiness. That's different than the sleepiness of like you were fine 10 minutes ago, but now you sit down to do your mindfulness meditation and this overwhelming cloud of sleepiness comes over you. I know this personally, so please bear with me. <laughs> Some of the things that we can do when it's not from physical exhaustion or right before we go to bed, some of the things that we should do earlier in the day then is to sit more erect. I mentioned this earlier. You can make yourself, you don't want to be uncomfortable, but you want to be able to remain alert and to not be in a way that your mind and body think it is time to go to sleep. Again, standing up is awesome. If you have not done mindfulness or your meditation standing, you may want to give it a try. You can place your arms either at your sides with your elbows kind of slightly bent that feels more comfortable than with them locked out straight or you can reach your arms around as if you were hugging a tree this is how i learned it with my tai chi teacher as if i was hugging a tree with my you know my feet about uh shoulder width apart and knees kind of slightly bent again we don't want to be locked up this is what we learn with tai chi is we don't hold things stiffly. We we want everything to feel in relaxed, but by standing and being relaxed, you don't fall asleep. You can also take a break from your meditation and get up and move around. Now, this depends how much time you are giving yourself for your meditation practice, but you can get up and move around 
or you could move before you sit down to meditate. I often suggest that people do their exercise there. If they run or walk or cycle, if they do something aerobically, that they do that first and then sit for your meditation because you won't have sleepiness so much when you have already just been that active. So you can also practice trying to cool your body down. So before you sit down, you could have a cold drink or you could splash your face with cold water or your wrists or the back of your neck so that you got that little like wake up call, right? And then sit down and do your meditation. You will have a lot less sleepiness. The fourth one that I have is the restlessness. And this can help you to become very sharp and a master of concentration if if you work with restlessness. You find a point of concentration, such as the tip of your nose for the breath, or counting the breaths. Again, like I have mentioned, counting one, and try to get to 10 with total concentration, because restlessness is going to want to pull you away. So you are going to count your breaths, the air coming in and the air going out is one. So one in and one out. And see if you can get to 10. If you are a restless soul, you probably cannot get to 10 on the first try. What you do then is you realize, I don't even know where I am, what number I was on, I completely lost it. You smile and you go back to one and start again. Soon enough, your timer will go off and it will be time to end that session. But you do it all without judgment. Restlessness can really be the impetus to teach great concentration. So don't look at it as so much of a problem, but it is a teacher. So calmness will enter as restlessness is given the focus. You can focus on that restlessness and give yourself the place to go with the restlessness, concentration, and it will go and you will be calm. Doubt is the last one. And by bringing attention to the present moment and the point of concentration, resolve in your decision and your commitment to practicing mindfulness, the doubt will have little to take root in. I want you to remind yourself of your commitment. Doubt will come up, but you just say, well, I have committed to this. And this is a good place for you to give yourself a certain length of time to commit to it. How long are you going to commit to practicing your mindfulness? Maybe it's five minutes a day. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. And note in your journal or on your calendar on your apps somewhere, every day that you did it, notice how committed you are. Because this is the way that you will squelch doubt is with commitment. I hope that these tips are helpful for you. And especially what I hope is that you realize these things that are coming up for you are not unusual. This is typical. And they are all things that we can work with. Everything that seems like a challenge or a hindrance to us is our teacher. We can learn and actually grow from them being there. I look forward to hearing from you, and I look forward to being with you in another couple of days. And now for today's quote. The little things, the little moments, they aren't little. And that's from John Kabat-Zinn. 
I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.